Welcome to Predator Minute, the podcast that breaks down the 1987 action sci-fi shoot 'em up classic Predator, one minute at a time. I'm John Zabriskie. And I am Jeff Glover. And today we're talking minute 49 of Predator. You could call minute 49 the NFL Hall of Famer Bobby Mitchell of minutes. Oh, an NFL player. Uh, yeah. You mixed it up. I still don't know this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not know who Bobby Mitchell is either. So if you know who Bobby Mitchell is, drop us a line. All right. Yeah. <laughs> do you know who he played for? Uh, I do not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just saw he's a Hall of Famer uh, for the American football. Hmm. So. All right. There you go. Well, cool. Good for you, Bobby. Way to be a yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Way, way to go, Bobby. And uh, we're talking a uh, a Hall of Fame minute here in Predator mm-hmm. uh, with <laughs> a lot of jungle shoot 'em up. Minute 49 opens with Dylan. 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 Thank you. Joining the gun <laughs> party and ends with Dutch, Dylan, and Mac. Dylan. Looking into- Mac. <laughs> Dylan. Mac. 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 <laughs> looking into the newly cleared land uh, cleared via bullets yeah oh it's so smoky a little smoky so smoky so, smoky. so when i last minute that we talked they started this shoot 'em up in the jungle and in my mind i was like okay this will carry over a few more seconds into the next minute and then it'll move on to the next thing uh nope. no <laughs> they continue to shoot at the jungle for almost, well, not this entire minute, but about half the minute, and then, uh, but we still don't move on because we get a bunch of sort of reaction shots from everybody as they are finishing firing or run out of bullets or both. Um, I, yeah, I do yeah. believe they're still firing somewhere. <laughs> it's it's. Uh, I forgot how long this goes on. It's really awesome. <laughs> it's it's the best. It's like I said, a Hall of Fame minute. It's um, like I said last minute. One of the. Uh, minutes that people are going to automatically picture if you say predator um, and you're going to yep. picture that and you're going to picture some of the lines we talked about that i did a whole line supercut last minute <laughs> you did <laughs> what's got billy so spooked <laughs> so spooked <laughs> what's got billy so spooked uh yeah this is iconic and and we get even more gunfire here i think in this minute than we did last minute yes and uh, we also see, uh, we'll talk about it more, but we, we see uh, Dylan, Dylan joining joining the team as well. We hadn't seen him yet firing his weapon last minute. Yeah, he, it's, he's like running in at the beginning of this minute. It's so funny. Like, oh, everybody's firing but me. I, I better hop in there and just lay out some covering fire with my MP5. Yeah, and he just grabs his gun with no regard for for Anna standing right next yeah. to him. And like she he just grabs his gun, starts firing, and she almost looks surprised and like ducks and covers her ears. It's like, come on, Dylan, just give her a little warning or tell her to get down or something. Yeah. Get down. Get down. Get down. Uh yeah, but he joins in and it's just a montage of bullets. Mm-hmm. And nice, nice little fiery explosions from the uh, from the barrels of their guns, and we get a lot of tree branches falling, <laughs> um, dirt exploding, nope. uh, fireballs going. That's up. probably my favorite. Like uh, those bullets yeah. have probably a really good range of probably you know a few hundred meters at least, and um, we have Ponchito firing his modified grenade launcher 
probably a couple dozen meters at the most. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> lobbing them out there. <laughs> yeah. You, you see, you see a really good free, if you freeze it at about minute or a second, 48, 49 of this minute, you just see the team looking out into the smoke filled jungle wreckage. Oh, it's just, yeah. It looks like a deep fog <laughs> has settled in. Uh, it's, it's amazing. What else here? Yeah. I love the quick cuts to Poncho firing that grenade mm-hmm. launcher. All these glory shots where the camera will just be like a close-up of a side shot of the group and you see all the barrels of the guns right in a row just firing Mm -hmm. away. We get some quick reloading from everyone because... God damn it, they got to use every single bullet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is this is not a, a movie or this is not a scene where they are forgetting that there's a little bit of realism in firing a weapon which would be have to stop and reload every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God yeah. for realism. When I was younger, like this is obviously a, an iconic scene that stuck in my mind and I would always think about it as being one of my favorites of Predator and I always just thought of it as like just sort of a gratuitous, you know, gun shoot 'em up scene. But as I watch it now older, I think it actually represents a little bit more, has a little bit more of a deeper meaning in the context of the film. It it kind of feels like McTiernan is trying to show off here that all the training these guys have had, all the stuff that they know to do, um, no matter how much they do it, no matter how you know great amount they do it, it's not going to work in this situation. Yeah, and yeah, to your credit, that's exactly what McTiernan is reflecting on in the commentary. He's explaining that mm. with all these 80s action movies showing a propensity to solve problems with excessive gunfire, excessive explosions, excessive bullets, excessive DACA, uh, which we'll talk about the TV trope, <laughs> yeah. more DACA in a minute. Yeah, he he was um, in this scene feeling that he is um, in a way tricking the audience by showing them the showing them these this extended scene of carnage and gunfire and explosions uh, just to show in the end this is doing no good for the team. This isn't helping the team at all. Yeah, no payoff. no payoff. Like the only thing they've done is just waste all their ammunition. Yeah, as Panchito will, yeah. will say in a couple minutes, we hit nothing. We hit nothing. Yeah, right. So, well, that's cool. That makes me feel good about yeah, myself. Yeah, good, good film analysis. Good catch in the, <laughs> what the yeah, director was trying to do there. I find that fascinating that he had the same thought in this. And so that's cool. And it's funny that he talks about it being sort of a commentary on 80s action films. And that's an interesting juxtaposition to the, you know, guerrilla (laughs) camp raid that we saw earlier, which is, you know, almost a parody of 80s action, Mm -hmm. you know, movies like uh, Commando and, and Rambo and whatnot. And then you come here. And so, you know, it's, it's cool that... You know, they just don't make them like they used to, John. No, they do not make them (laughs) like they used to. It's cool to have uh, an action sci-fi movie like this, um, you know, have some real thought put into its characters and and the the scenarios that are happening and even in the broader context of the genre that it it exists in. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice analysis there, Jeff. Oh, well, hey. Yeah. So tell me about this more DACA thing. TV tropes? Yeah, this is uh, hitting upon the TV tropes once again. Uh, more DACA is the art of solving problems by unloading as many rounds of ammunition at them as possible. <laughs> and if you remember the jungle manual for, or the army manual for jungle operations I was referencing last minute, that's exactly what the manual 
explains to do when you encounter the enemy, when you make contact is unload as many rounds, this wall of gunfire. Hmm. Um, Sometimes you just need to throw a wall of bullets at the target and the word DACA, it's supposed to be an onomatopoeia uh, where people might say DACA, 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 DACA to to try to uh, vocalize machine gun sounds. It originated from the tabletop war game, Warhammer 40,000 where hmm. um, some power up for the orcs who are not known very well for their aim uh, is called more DACA. So it's not necessarily improving hmm. their aim, but it's improving the volume of gunfire. Uh. And I started to list some examples. And if you have some examples for more DACA for, you know, gunfight scenes where they're just unloading bullets and bullets and bullets at each other, uh, feel free to share. Yeah, I will uh, see see what I can come up with here. What what do you got in your list to start? Okay, well, I, I was immediately thinking about Last Action Hero where he's on the roof and there's a funeral scene with like a big mob boss and all the mobsters are there. Um, and Arnold has to, you know, get the body out of there before it explodes and creates like this lethal gas explosion which is going to propagate this war between the two mobs. Uh, so to hmm. do that, he's trying to take this body off uh, the roof Don't in the middle of this funeral. And then all the mobsters pull their weapons on him, start shooting at him as he escapes. He hops in the elevator, goes down the elevator, hits the, I think the 14th floor button or something like that. Elevator doors open. There's all the mobsters waiting for him, aiming their guns at him. And behind him, he sees this chopper. Uh, with a couple looks looks like heavy machine guns and a minigun and he ducks down the chopper opens fire and takes out all the mobsters on the level um so tons of docker right there to help him solve his (laughs) problems as well as to uh give him some problems i have only ever seen last action hero once Mm. and it was probably 20 years ago like right after it came out i should really give it a rewatch i've i don't even remember anything about it uh i've but i've heard it's like people love it it's kind of a kind of become a little bit of a cult classic i think yeah i think it's a cult classic for sure uh it yeah. it's directed by john mctiernan and stars arnold yeah there you go <laughs> and, uh, shane black i uh, helped write the screenplay for it can i throw in another arnold uh f- movie i just thought of that does this please uh well it's the in commando when <laughs> arnold is hiding in the shed and they all just unload their guns on the shed yeah get button Right, <laughs> and he just happens to be hiding a little bit higher than the where they're. Yeah, firing. they don't. They don't think to tip their guns up a little bit <laughs> towards the top two feet of the shed. Hey, who else doesn't? <laughs> who else doesn't think of aiming their guns just a little bit higher? Just a little bit higher. Maybe the oh. people in this scene right here in Predator. Oh, perhaps just aim a little mm. bit higher. Some other examples I came up with was, of course, Arnold shooting the same minigun as the Terminator in Terminator 2 when he's um, Mm. shooting all the police cars and not causing any casualties somehow, miraculously. Somehow, yeah. Thousands of rounds going off. Uh, It's a great scene. Yeah, wonderful scene. Again, same minigun. So El Painless coming back in another Arnold film. (laughs) Uh, Dick Tracy with uh, a lot of Tommy gun scenes. Nice. If you remember that movie with Warren 
Beatty, there are a few scenes where there's bad guys and good guys are trading gunfire with the Tommy guns, which expand. and they do that great like old gangster Tommy gun, like ah, coppers, yeah, and, like, shake their hands while they're firing it, yeah, you know? <laughs> do a little bit of a lean, a back, a little gangster lean as they're firing, yeah, those things are just coppers. having huge, huge muzzle flashes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the last Starfighter where they press the um, caution button at the end. Can I do it? Easy, easy. Wait till they're all in Jet Blossom Ridge. Fire! Start oh. battle. It's called the Death Blossom attack, where the spaceship uh, rotates and just fires lasers every which way to take out the bad guys. Mm. Um, let's see what else. Uh, in The Last Jedi, the First Order is firing all the weapons on Luke, and then he comes out unscathed. And brushes, brushes his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a good one. Uh, how about Ed two hundred nine and Robocop? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like someone called unnatural. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just unloads a few bullets into that poor, poor uh, CEO or okay, vice president, yeah. whoever the that guy was. Yeah, yeah the executive. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> seconds to comply somebody want to call a goddamn paramedic oh that's a good one uh i wrote yeah. down the Corle- sunny corleone and godfather the way he's taken out <laughs> if you Ooh. remember he shot at the toll booth like a thousand times oh that's right and he's still yeah, like good one he's still like trying to move after <laughs> being shot so many right. times yeah uh, and then the last of course is a naked gun reference and the naked gun two and a half the police <laughs> have a place surrounded with the suspect inside and frank drevin comes up and pats one of the uh, troopers on the shoulder causing the trooper to start firing and then everybody including frank drevin starts firing upon the house (laughs) (laughs) well looks like the cows have come home to roost how you doing trooper frank starts firing. <laughs> it cuts away at one point to daniel boone and davy crockett firing muskets wearing coons and hats. <laughs> that's so good oh, i love that more more daca more daca so if you have more daca more daca uh if you have more uh, daca more a lot of good yeah. examples thanks i was trying to think like there's got to be like some uh i wanted like a tarantino movie where they overuse bullets but i can't mm. think of one off the top of my head so yeah, sorry, I'm drawing a blank now. Besides uh, Commando, oh, that's a good one. No, Commando's a great one. Um, all right, more DACA. More DACA. Something I noticed was that this is, if I'm not counting Mac yelling just unintelligibly here, I'm calling this a dialogue-free <laughs> minute as well as a music-free minute, where the sound designers have the whole minute in which to work without any uh, music, without the score kicking oh, at all. It's- I didn't realize that, but yeah. you're right. It's just. The firing of the weapons, which is great, by the way. Yeah. The sound design here is awesome. Like, if again, if you watch this on a big surround sound system, uh, it's pretty overwhelming. Yeah, especially <laughs> old yeah. painless with the bass. Oh yeah, so yeah, much. That's bass. great, and all the branches breaking mm. and the trees falling yeah. and like Ponchitos explosions <laughs> here and there. Like, it's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, at, should we talk? Like uh, the firing continues until about what thirty seconds or so. Yeah, just in, just a little bit short, but yeah. 
Yeah, into the minute. And then we get like a bunch of these kind of reaction shots where the camera sort of lingers on each member of our team for a moment. Um, you know, of course, through the haze of the smoke. Mm-hmm. And we get Dutch, then we get Dylan. Dylan! Uh, Dylan. Dylan. And we get Billy and Poncho uh, and lots of just cutbacks to the smoke. Mm-hmm. And we get Mac and I have Mac. to. Mac. Mac. I have to comment on Mac's face. <laughs> that that open mouth. Yeah. It's just, he's just agape and he leaves it that way. Like for most of this scene, every time they come back to him, his mouth is just hanging open <laughs> and his bottom lip is sort of like drooped to the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's, I, I know it's not supposed to be funny, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's an interesting choice. I don't know if that's meant yeah. to symbolize something that Bill Duke is feeling his character is emoting or that's just the desperation of Mac. Mac! And also like, I think he's like panting, yeah. you know, breathing heavy yeah. with the mouth open. Mm-hmm. Like that makes sense. He just got done firing that mini gun which is a lot of work. Um, and here we see, we hear the sound design that we talked about last minute, where as the gun slows down, um, the sound that they used to create that effect was a spinning lathe mm. um, um, ending. Yeah, they, they would turn off a lathe and that's the sound of it coming to a close. Did you uh, look up any footage of a lathe and the sound it would make? No. Did you? I'm right now doing it. Oh. <laughs> if, if you look up footage of a lathe like a large metal lathe doing its work, yeah. like really cutting into other metal or something else. Yeah, it is making that droning hmm. metal sound. That, that. Did you ever take a wood shop in, in high school? I never took wood shop. Did you? I did. I took a wood shop in ninth grade. We had a wood shop huh. and uh, they had a lathe and I made a bowl. it's a cool machine yeah um all right that ends late it's a cool machine so you made a boat did you make did you make anything else i made a i made a bowl um oh a bowl if they said a boat yeah no uh nope just a bowl Everyone had to make a bowl on the lathe that was part of our. Okay. Uh, well, what would, like, what would you be using a lathe for right now? Like, if you were, if you had a lathe in your garage, mm, what would I be using a lathe for? I don't know. Um, maybe. No, I have. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I was. I'm not much of a woodworker, so right. it seems like a lathe would be used to make like spindles on a like on a staircase, what they call those uh, balusters. Um, a baseball bat? They could make a bat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel like we've been jumping all over this minute. Is there anything that, that we forgot to talk about? Uh, in any of uh, the, hmm. Gosh, the only thing I have left is that in the script, Old Painless originally is an M60 heavy machine gun, not a minigun. Hmm. And, the M60 heavy machine gun is Mac's main weapon before Mac. Yeah, Mac before Mac. he runs out of ammo and picks up Old Painless, the minigun. Old Painless is waiting. And I think they made the right choice in making this the first handheld on-screen appearance of uh, the minigun in history. Yeah. Because to me, it forms another character, it forms another team member, it forms another uh, protagonist that I'm, I'm happy to see a lot of screen time from. For sure. It's uh, yeah. w- one of the most memorable guns in any action film ever made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fun to see it in all its glory. <laughs> we can talk recommends if you're ready to talk recommends. Let's do it.
All right. Uh, shall I go first? You shall go first. All right. I'm going to recommend a comedy that I saw that just came out on uh, video or Blu-ray, and that is uh, Long Shot. Oh. Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Okay. Uh, and it was really good. Uh, I like a you know good comedy, and unfortunately, I feel like they're harder to come by. Mm-hmm. A lot of comedies I watch these days uh, leave me wanting more, or uh, they're good for a short period of time and then quickly get shitty <laughs> as they go along um, but this was one that I felt like uh, was uh, good all the way through had good uh, lots of good jokes lots of uh, Charlie Theron and Seth Rogen are pretty good together have good chemistry and uh, it is somewhat of a romantic comedy as well mm-hmm. and that part of the story was done uh, well and the wife appreciated that and uh, yeah it just came out I think you can uh, it's not streaming for free but you can rent it you know, probably red box it or something, but uh, yeah, it's really good. So check out Longshot, one of the better comedies I think that's come out this year. Okay, so Longshot, the best movie of the year, as Jeff says. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> after after point blank. Oh yeah, I, I saw Point Blank. I would I would give that a mild recommend. Um, I thought. Yeah, you find that you watched it this week. Yeah, I watched it this week. I thought what it did really, really well uh, were was the music choices and how those were woven into the action scenes, especially. Um, For my, sure. My yeah, favorite was their fight in the car wash, and they're playing. I saw you and him walking in the rain <laughs> they're fighting in the car wash the whole time it's that so car clever wash fight was great yeah it was great it's uh, you have to keep action movies fresh these days you can't you can't right. just cut away to old painless all the time but i mean that one yeah we wouldn't mind that No, that's true. Yeah. But sometimes you got to fight in a car wash just to mix things up. Just to, yeah. you know, get a little clean. Uh, <laughs> speaking of getting a little clean, my actual recommend uh, oh. would, would be uh, apple cider vinegar. I don't know if you've oh. uh, heard of this miracle element compound liquid. Well, I've cooked with it. Yeah, you've probably cooked with it. You might have even cleaned with it a little bit. Never cleaned with it. No. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I've it, heard of vinegar as like a cleaning agent, but I've never actually done it because it's so smelly. So uh, yeah, so give me your full apple cider vinegar. I want to hear this. <laughs> okay, so so many, many years ago, I'm suffering from this bad dandruff, bad psoriasis of the face where like the skin is oh, kind of oh. scaly and like red and itchy and, and painful. Yikes. I don't know Are if you've you ever had... into the predator? <laughs> <laughs> I might have been turned into the predator. Oh no. And it would have worked except for apple cider vinegar. Um, my wife did some research my and wife. found that. My wife. My wife. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> my wife did some research and found that apple cider vinegar can be used as an alternative natural method of dealing with psoriasis and dandruff at the same time it's wow, crazy you just it's, dunk your head in a bowl of it well it started off with just like kind of sprinkling it on my face and sprinkling it on my head and like kind of walking around during the day with that on my skin and my hair wow. um and then after a while after probably a couple months of this and like realizing my head smells like salad um, <laughs> the, the workaround just became that in the shower like the fir- first thing i did after wetting my hair was just spray the apple cider vinegar like in a little squeeze bottle not like a spray bottle but in a squeeze bottle just on my hair 
you know, on my scalp and on my face and letting it sit for a couple minutes and then rinsing it off. And lo and behold, like I am totally dandruff free and psoriasis free without having to apply like these really terrible, terrible creams or dandruff shampoos. Because if you've ever looked at you know, ingredients for dandruff shampoos. It's like all these metals are in there to counteract the uh, dandruff that's going on in your head, the dry scalp. Whereas I think something that happens with the apple cider vinegar is it's bringing some kind of balance, you know, maybe some acid-based balance to your face and your scalp. Balancing the pH or something? Yes, that's that's my that's my take on that. So if you... Have you had anybody... the apple cider vinegar recently? Is this what made you think of it? Uh, Yeah, we're, we ran out about a month ago. Then I was going a, a few weeks without it. And, you know, the dandruff was starting up again the psoriasis oh, was starting up again no. and i was thinking oh my gosh it's feeling bad you know back to like old days bad but then as soon as i applied it like the next day it was feeling better and then a couple days after using it again you know a couple days in a row um it just cleared up and it's normal yeah the skin is looking just normal so if you or anybody you know has dandruff or psoriasis or both i highly recommend trying that over like chemical laden products wow yeah that's amazing and all i'd ever used it for was making pulled pork (laughs) (laughs) go make some pulled pork too (laughs) yeah make some pulled pork uh oh well i'm glad you're feeling better and that the your natural remedy was so successful yeah i'm surprised it's not more of a thing i've told people about this yeah in person how it's worked so well and people are disbelieving and really not willing to give it a try on your head and start eating your salad yeah <laughs> it, well, leftover spills on your salad then you have a little salad a little head salad going on <laughs> oh all right a very unique recommend i like it yeah thank you so jeff where can people find you oh well you can find me on twitter i'm capital k carl underscore capital h hungus 314 my name is carl h been expert jeff glover on the twitters Come follow. 10-4. Roger, roger. (laughs) Uh, If you want to interact with Predator Minute, we are on Twitter as well, at Predator Minute. We have an email address, predatorminute at gmail.com. And we have a Facebook page devoted to discussion of the Predator Minute by Minute. That is the Predator Minute listeners palapa. Target the center of the palapa. Target the center of the palapa. Target the center of the palapa. Uh, So for Predator Minute, I've been John Zabriskie. And I am Jeff Glover. And until next time, stick around. Stick around. Stick around. Stick around. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is Heidi. Let off some steam. Bennett of Vibrant Visionaries Podcast and Spinal Tap Minute Podcast. And this is a quick little promo for an upcoming event that my co-host Sean and I wanted to tell you about, and it's Movies by Minutes Portland. Welcome to this promo, Sean. How are you doing over there? Fantastic. Uh, Thanks for having me. We're going to be meeting up in Portland, Oregon on Saturday, August 24th for live podcasting games. On the stage, we've got the Movies by Minutes guys from Star Wars Minute. Actually, it's going to be a mashup of Star Wars Minute and the Godfather Minute. Oh, wow. That sounds great. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to have the newly pod game. Rick from Mad Max Minute is going to be hosting that. Vibrant Visionaries, where I'm going to have the fellas from Open the Podcast Doors, Hal, (laughs) (laughs) which I think you could probably figure out which podcast 
podcast that is. Yeah. yeah. And then just added the cast and the furious. So lots of live podcasting and some games going on. So I wanted to ask you about the game that you're going to be a part of. Why don't you tell me more about the Cystic Fibrosis Fundraiser Movie Trivia Tournament? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, trivia competition between teams of uh, movie podcasters and movie fans answering uh, trivia questions about movies in Portland on that Saturday will be uh, the final round to name this year's champion. And this is all to raise funds for research into cystic fibrosis. The contestants can get hints from the audience for, um, I think it'll be five or $10 or something like that. Yeah. So just a little bit more about the event. It is actually the third year we've done this. We started by doing a Movies by Minutes in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Last year we went to Denver. This year we're in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> Tickets are $20. It's a family-friendly event, and it's really a social event. So we'll have a break for lunch. We'll have a beer and wine will be served, and um, and then lots of live podcasting and just opportunities to socialize and, and hang out with fellow listeners, hang out with other podcasters. If you're a podcaster out there in the Pacific Northwest, we'd love to have you come and, you know, mix, mingle and swag swap with us. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's just a it's not just for the movies by minutes listener, but the podcast listener and fan alike. This is not it's not a a technical conference. If you've if you've ever been to a conference for work where everyone's talking about kind of the behind the scenes stuff and the nitty gritty There's certainly some of that that will be experienced podcasters there. So if you're looking to get your own podcast off the ground and and you want to talk to some people and and get some input, there's that as well. But it's mainly for listeners. Listeners should, I think, would get the most out of it. See some, you know, see your favorite podcasts live on stage. And also there are a lot of folks that will be coming in from around the country and around the world. The, The formal meeting itself that you need to buy a ticket to is just that Saturday, but we'll be around that whole weekend. I know a lot of the podcasters into board games. So if you're a big board game person, there's going to be informal gatherings of people playing board games. If you're into pinball and arcade games, I've been scouting out arcades in the Portland area, and there's a few that are not too far from the theater. So I'm sure there's going to be some pinball and video game uh, playing going on that weekend as well. So it really is a a whole weekend of uh, fun and events for, again, for podcasters, for listeners, for folks that just love to talk about movies. Sweet. We should tell the fine folks where they can get tickets. Go to moviesbyminutes.com slash Portland. That's moviesbyminutes.com slash Portland to buy tickets. Again, tickets are 20 bucks. Listeners, we look forward to seeing you there. All right. See you in Portland. 